the year so far. Down the back straight away. The crowd explodes, but Kenny takes the lead. Oh, baby. for Dirt Lee Monogreen for the seventh time in his Hall of Fame career. The people's elbow, and he comes out down in a big way. In the 47th World 100, Jonathan Davenport. Take me on country roads, Josh Richards wins. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. condensation that will not leave their tear-offs and helmets alone. So again, 26 laps in, this race is complete. Checkered flag awaits. It's been a while, but it's well worth it. The Mac Daddy, Dale McDowell, wins here tonight at Volusia. For the 31st time in his career, the voodoo child goes to victory lane. Second for Madden. Now Shepard to the inside of the 157. We got a battle for the lead at Brandon Shepard, your new leader. Checkered flag awaits. Here comes Madden, but Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win at Volusia. It has been 10 years since Georgia Florida Speed Weeks got this early of a start, 2009 at Golden Isles, when Chris Madden won a Southern All-Stars race to kick things off. 2019, a decade later, 
Speed Weeks will start February 1st, this Friday, its earliest in a 10-year span. And as always, DirtOnDirt.com will be there with you every step of the way for our 12th, 12th, 12th turn, 12th set of Speed Weeks covered the gray hair. Oh, the gray hair, it's starting to set in. I am Michael Rigsby, alongside Michael Reiners in the DirtOnDirt.com studio. And this is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live for Tuesday night, January 29th. Our official... Turn, can I get it? Can you do... I think you did it good enough. I think I did. That was actually really good. Our official Speed Weeks preview show, Arizona, is behind us. We had a great time in the desert, as always. And directly in front of us, starting this Friday, is not only the kickoff to the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series season, which will begin at Golden Isles, but 18 nights of racing total. GIS, North Florida, East Bay, Screven, Bubba Raceway Park, and Volusia, 18 nights. And as always, we have you covered like a blanket turn. Tell the people what we have in store from every night down south. Or you take a couple, I'll take a couple. Just just look at this list, turn. You take the first couple. Okay, because the list is really, it's really long here. It's extensive. All right, heat and feature highlights. Yes. Interviews with the top ten every single night. Love it. Speed Weeks Minute. Uh... Race Day Report. The Race Day Report, of course, me, Ben Shelton, Derek yeah. Kessinger, whoever doing like a three- to four-minute preview every day. Pre- and post-race photo galleries turn. Live updates and breaking news. This year, I'm excited about this. Dustin Jarrett has joined us for our Speed Weeks coverage and for the remainder of the season, which we'll talk about in the weeks to come. DJ's daily Speed Weeks spin. Every morning at about 8 a.m., he will have a column published from the night before about what he saw. I'm excited about that. Columns and feature stories. What's that next one turn? Uh, <laughs> an either great idea or a horrible idea. We're not Very sure which fair. one it is yet. One lap, one beer with D. Suave. I'm just going to leave it at that. One lap, one beer will happen two or three times during Speed Weeks with our own Derek Kessinger and much, much more exclusive content on the way. As always, for the 12th straight year, Dirt on Dirt at Speed Weeks. You get all of that if you're a Dirt on Dirt subscriber with Speed Weeks. It's a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord, if you will. Everything you want. Don't forget also something else happening during Speed Weeks. We are launching the Fast Pass. Turn, show me that graphic, too. This is pretty simple. You can watch both World of Outlaws races at Screven and all six nights at Volusia, so all eight World Racing Group events, for a grand total of $39. Turn your eyes and ears. Do not deceive you. Just 39 bucks, and you can watch it all when you sign up for the new Fast Pass and our partnership we launched with Dirt Vision this year. We've been working with Dirt Vision for about seven years now down at Volusia. It's hard to believe it's been that long. As always, click in the upper right-hand corner of the website. You'll select on Screven or Volusia. That will those ordering uh, the ordering options will open the Monday of those weeks, and you get all eight nights for thirty nine bucks. The Fast Pass will get you access to most of the World of Outlaw shows this year. There will be a few exceptions for some Crown Jewels and all of the Dirt Car Summer Nationals, which uh, is very exciting for us here in the great state of Illinois. The Dirt Vision Fast Pass, fueled by DirtOnDirt.com. Turn, you're going to want to sign up for that. I, I think I can get you a comp one, actually. Well, turn, I mean, but everyone out there, so. 39 bucks all eight of the World of Outlaws races during Speed Weeks. Enough formalities, boatloads to get to in the next hour. A question on my brain is, how important is Speed Weeks for the entire season? Can you go to Florida 
stink up the joint and still come out of there at the end of the year and be good. We're going to talk about that as we catch up with our own Todd Turner in Pay Attention. We talk all things Speed Weeks and can you suck and still be good. Tim McCready joins us later in the show as well. He's got his fresh new start this year with a a new-ish team, we'll call it, I guess you could say. He's one of the few guys that will go to virtually every Speed Weeks race, which is fantastic, so we'll discuss that with him. Break down the National 100 that happened this past weekend in five things. Turn we had racing in Alabama. Don't sleep on that. The first of two National 100s in one year. We had it turned this past weekend. Obviously, we can't cram everything into one Speed Weeks preview show. So on the website right now, don't forget, there are two breakout videocast segments Devin Gilpin and Austin Hubbard. We go old school and do a video cast. Those turned out great. Great interviews with both Devin and Austin. Check those out. There's so much to get to, though. Turn up. It's it's like minus 30 out, but I'm kind of sweating already. I'm so excited. Are you? I mean, it's like dangerous. You have to stay with me, buddy, until Speed Weeks. I know. I know. I can't go outside. You it's like a dog. I'm not going to allow yeah. you. Not going to allow you to go outside. Let's get this show started. Five things on a Speed Weeks preview edition of Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Number one on five things, it was a bit of a long and winding road for the National 100, but they finally did arrive at some feature racing Sunday in Phoenix City as Alabama's own Jason Hyatt was the benefactor. He took the lead on lap four and went on to win the now $6,000 to win main event at East Alabama. Didn't come without at least one tense moment when Tanner English in that 116 ride, making his season debut, pulled alongside Hyatt, but oh, the yellow comes out. Hyatt thinks the yellow saved him. I'm not so sure. But it was over after that. On the restart, Hyatt would go on to win. Tanner English looked good. The National 100 was finally in the books. But right here, you're in Victor Lane. How's it feel? Man, it feels great to get a win in this new bear ride. But, uh, you know, we, we started struggling there at the end, and I don't know if we lost a tire or uh, had something in the brakes grabbing or something. But uh, luckily, that caution uh, called us, and we got lucky there. I don't know. You know, on that uh, when the caution come out, that that killed me right there. And uh, we were doing, we had a roll going, and uh, had had him on the outside there, and it just that hit it just right. So, uh, you know, it, car was good, but we could have done a few things better. So, uh, it's first time out. I'm really pleased for sure. Hot mic turn. Hot mic. <laughs> Hyatt said after the race, he knows that it may not have been a traditional National 100. But to a guy from Alabama, it did not matter. To have his name on the back of that T-shirt is still an honor. Let's hope the weather, God's blessed the Thomas family in November. We'll be back doing the National 100 live in November. Let's hope in 10 months, a little warmer, a little less rainy and snowy. Number two on five things, Speed Week's preview show. So here they come. My Speed Week's thoughts, the before edition. First up, guys in new rides, Josh Richards with Clint Boyer. On paper, of course, that seems like an absolute perfect match brandon overton will be with joey coulter we've already seen in arizona he's going to be fast and devin moran with dunn benson much like josh it makes a lot of sense of those three in a new cars who fares the best call me crazy i think overton wins the most races of any of those three in georgia and florida again call me crazy i think brandon overton wins the most of those three in speed weeks every year for speed weeks there are a few guys that tell you they're going to go and you think to yourself huh you know what they could be good this year, it's Devin Gilpin and that Tater Masters prepared Masters built. First speed weeks ever. We all know Gilpin's fast. Last year, he was the Eldora track champ. But I think that at least for one feature, 
He's going to be in the lead, and I think he'll threaten for a win before his time down south is over. That's my prediction. There's always that Ohio Valley presence at Speed Weeks, and for that matter, that PA in New York group of guys, too. I always like to identify from that set who's going to be the best. I think the PA one is obvious. Of the non-national PA guys, of course, I'm talking about, it's Mike Norris, who will not only be at Volusia, but Screvin this year for the winter freeze. We'll see if he follows up a good 18 with a hot 19 start. As for the OV guys, how about him right there? Tyler Carpenter is going to run at East Bay. He is due to be good there, right? It just seems like the clay by the bay and Tyler would be a good marriage. All roll with Tyler in that long break 27 car. Let's not forget that Ricky Weiss is running for the Outlaws Rookie of the Year. He and crew chief Sean Gage are confident headed into the season. They told me in Arizona they're not just going to Georgia and Florida to compete. They're going to win. Screvin, not really Ricky style. Volusia is, though. I think he could be very good at Volusia. And finally, how cool is this? Ty Torg will have Devin Moran back in the car for Volusia, but for East Bay and Screvin turn, some guy named Bill Moyer. Oh, I'm told Billy Moyer. That's what it is. The Hall of Famer struck a deal to return to Speed Weeks with Ty last week. We caught up with him this week. Fresh off Australia, he is excited to get to Speed Weeks. Yeah, it's going to be you know a lot different after the uh, Arizona or the uh, Australia deal. Um, you know, in a different car than, than just everything that went on over there. Um, uh, I guess Ty was watching some of that stuff on videos or whatever, and decided to give me a call. You know, he's he's real good friends with Keith, and uh, you know, one thing led to another, and just asked me if I'd be interested in doing that deal. And in the beginning, was just kind of you know, joking back and forth a little bit or whatever, and then it kind of turned into for real, you know, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm definitely excited to go down there. It's been, I think, two or three years or something. I think since 15, I was down there, maybe. Somebody said, I don't know, pretty perfect. It's going to be fun. You know, we're just going to have, uh, have a good time, and he's got excellent equipment, which makes me uh, excited. You know, he's got good engines, good cars, and, uh, you know, new tires and all the stuff it takes to run well. You know, just uh, hopefully I can do my job and we can run well. I, I, I think, you know, my own program, I've got a little bit behind on some chassis stuff of my own, and, you know, I don't have the greatest, latest new engines and stuff a lot of times with my own stuff and uh, here as of late, you know, so... He has all the, you know, all the right tools to work with, so um, I think it should be good. We haven't talked a ton about North Florida. That race is on Sunday. I want to throw it a bone. It's old school speed weeks, a stop-and-go track. By that, I mean you stop on your way somewhere else, you go to the races, and then you head on out. I like Ivan at Lloyd and the big frog car there. North Florida on Sunday. Don't forget about that one as well. Number three, more speed weeks, a lot like Arizona. I have such a personal connection to Georgia and Florida and the fact that we spend so much time there every year. Most racetracks you pass through in a day or two, but with this trip, not only are you down south for nearly three weeks, but you're at two of the tracks, East Bay and Volusia, for an entire week each. Just like the race teams, my staff and I almost have an emotional connection these few weeks that's hard to explain if you've never gone and done them all. It's where old friends come together that you might not see any other time of year. It's where you get to leave just the horrible weather up north and and get some warmth, and it is horrible right now. There's just something very romantic about Speed Weeks that those of us go every year really understand. Oh, my God. I I mean, Speed Weeks is like it's almost become like part of my life, I feel like. Uh, I went there for the first time uh, with my parents. I was a teenager back in the late 80s, and, uh, and we started going. I've been covering every year. Uh, speed weeks uh, since 1998 and when i look at that i just was actually thinking about that this would be like 
more than 20 years in a row that I've covered speed weeks. And, and, and you put that in perspective when I'm, I'm going through my head, I'm like, man, that's, that's two weeks a year for 20 <laughs> years. And, and, and I've almost done a whole year of my life has been in speed weeks, you know, in Florida, spending it down there. So there's just something about it that's just going to mean more than anywhere else where if I wasn't in Florida in February, um, man, it'd be crazy. It's just part of my life now going down there every year. It's a trip that I never personally dread. It is long. It's a lot of work. But every year when February rolls around, I get excited about the possibilities of Georgia and Florida. Number four, first show since Arizona. I wanted to offer my thoughts on the Wild West shootout. Overall, another really successful year in Arizona. I have confirmed with event promoter Chris Kearns that it was the highest six-day attendance for the event ever. More people saw the Wild West shootout this year than ever have in the history of the event. So many storylines. Probably starts with Bobby Pierce. Wins the first three. So he picked up that $10,000 Kaiser Manufacturing bonus. Then in his chance to win a fourth, he blows a tire when he runs something over on the racetrack. Turns out that tire would cause rear end damage the next night because when it blew, it shook something loose in the rear end from the night before. So honestly, he easily could have won five of the six meaning that piece of debris on the track he ran over was probably worth $100,000, the bonus he would have gotten for five wins. Ugh. Scott Bloomquist raced in Arizona for the first time, and what a dramatic week he had. First night, he just loses to Pierce, as you see right here, in a photo finish at the line. And on the final night, this one was this one is still honestly hard to believe. Coming to the checkered flag, he's in one and two right here on the final night with $14,000 sewn up. He slams into R.C. Whitwell, who had wrecked in turns three and four. My, ugh, just It's just hard to believe. I, personally, I've never seen anything like that happen. My favorite Wild West shootout moment for Scott, though, he stopped our own Ben Shelton and Dustin Jarrett after the crash on Sunday and said, when you go to make your picks this year, I'd pick me, is what he said to him. You could tell despite the drama, he feels very confident, and he should be on time and ready for Golden Isles. Quick ones now. I said a month ago, Cade Dillard's over-under on winning the Outlaws rate on winning Outlaws races was two and a half this year. I'll take the over. I like it at three. I'm sticking with my prediction after he got a win in the Wild West shootout and just an early moment of the year candidate with that victory lane interview he gave. But it's uh, hard to get past the emotion of winning a late model race like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're probably come back and talk to me later. <laughs> And we did go back and talk to him later. We'll hear on that in a second. Kyle Beard, nothing to hang his head about after the week out west he had. He made it known he's got a fast race car this year. And can Chris Simpson get some damn luck at FK Rodden's Arizona Speedway? You'll remember the first year out, he had four runner-ups. And we're thinking, man, this guy's going to win a lot of races if this thing stays at this racetrack. He still hasn't, including qualifying this year. He slammed into the turn one wall. I just feel bad for the guy. It's been tough. Just give him some luck. Turn. We had Panda Bears in pace trucks with Hudson O'Neill. We had Scott Bloomquist on the highway, which has now been shared over 4,000 times on our Facebook page. Hey, look at this, the mountains in the background. Nice video, Derek Kessinger. We had bulls in victory lane. Everybody got to take a ride on. Overall, another badass Wild West shootout. Let's listen to some of the memorable, memorable sound from the event. Yeah, we. Uh, I knew we had a good car about halfway through when we got to second. Uh, I got to Pierce, and I was just going to try to catch him in lap traffic, so... Unfortunate for him, you know, he had a flat, but uh, Donnie, you know, he told me where I needed to be on the track the whole time. And, uh, I don't, 
I don't really know what to say. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, uh, it just puts a little pep in everybody's step. Um, we had a we had a tough winter. We we worked our butts off, and we didn't really get a break. So um, <laughs> it, it's it's been awesome, and and it just pays off. And now we can take a couple days and relax and drink some rum and uh, take the long trip back to Scotts and and work with him, help them get ready for speed weeks, and then uh, we're going to start off in Screven and then jump over to Volusia. So. I did it at Eldora once when I was having fuel issues and, and just, you know, because, I mean, you can't wait sometimes to find out what's going to happen when you get on the racetrack, you know, and you work on things and then you pull out there and it's just another, you know, race that you end up disposing of if you didn't get it fixed. Yeah, it's uh, still there. Hopefully they tear the track up really good tonight and, you know, get some more water in it because, uh, you know, it's just not a fun race to watch, I'm sure. Um, you know, I'm sure some guys probably like it, but, uh, you know, we did a heck of a job getting to the front. Dates for next year are January 11th through the 19th, and the finale will pay 15000 to win. It's only getting bigger and bigger out west. Finally, number five, let's keep going west, like way, way west. The USA invasion of Western Australia just wrapped up, and like Bloomquist went to Arizona for the first time, Billy Moyer was in Australia for the first time, along with Tyler Erb, as those guys were the two American headliners. And wouldn't you know it, Turbo and Mr. Smooth each won two races. Moyer won the first and last and Tyler gets the sandwich two in the middle. Turn, there were some good moments down under as well, and my guy Aiden Scra told me that this battle in heat race number four, coming up right here at Bunbury, look at this, was the race of the entire tour, and he might be right. Look at these three mixing it up. I've always said when I look at the video of Australia, I'm just so impressed with the tracks and the infrastructure there. It was awesome to have all this video this year, and I think Moyer and Herb had a nice time too. I really, on the initial start, the middle probably should have took off better just because it was cleaner and it wasn't wet. But I was able to burn the bottom end good enough that the more restarts went, the better I felt like I was getting a better start. I don't know. It's hard to see. But it just uh, just experience, man. Kai's a, he's a great racer, probably one of the top racers over here. And he's a, he reminds me of me a lot. You know, he used to be – he's still really, really aggressive, and sometimes that bites him in the butt. But he'll, uh, he'll definitely be one of the top and upcoming guys. And Holmes, too, I – Last year when I was here, I met him a little bit, but shoot, that guy's been uh, really, really good, you know. And he's and he's a, uh, I mean, he's just a, it's, it's one extreme to the other, you know. He's a 40, 50 year old guy, works, does it, and Kai's just a hard nosed racer that, you know, he he would give anything in the world to just come and race and do the things that we get to do back in the states. So that I can respect him a lot, and I, I wish him the best and all these guys, you know. It's it's if he would have won tonight, I'd have been pumped for him. I told him after qualifying, I said, "You're the man." I gave him a hug. So it's a. Uh, it's, it's just awesome, man. All these people here are so nice and kind. The Vosbergs took us out on a big boat cruise with us, Ross or uh, Roth, Godsey, just everyone. So we uh, we do get along pretty well over here, you know, despite what uh, what it may seem sometimes. Oh, we've had a great time, um, you know, with Paul and Alice has showed us around everywhere, and um, you know, we went jet skiing one day, and then uh, you know, we was up there at Perth and and uh, went up on a mountainside, whatever, and had a little picnic thing one night over the watching over the city and stuff, and. Uh, Done a lot of bicycling, a lot of walking. I think I'm in a lot better shape now than when I got here. I, I know that. <laughs> so you open to coming back uh, next season if given the opportunity? Uh, yeah, possibly. We, we definitely had a great time over here. And, and um, uh, if the opportunity comes, it, Paul hasn't said anything about it. If he's thinking about next year or not yet. But, uh, you know, him or something else happens, you know, we just have to see.
a lot of talk about the Americans, but as Tyler Erb said, the Aussies are getting better and better. Kai Blight, Paul Stubber, Michael Holmes, Jamie Oldfield, among others. There are some good racers down there now. I look forward to working with the Aussies more in the coming years. Turn, that was a pre-Speed Weeks edition of Five Things. There's uh, a lot to cover. We haven't had a show in a few weeks. And uh, Speed Weeks preview, Arizona recap, Australia. There is late model racing literally spanning the globe right now. I had a guy stop me in Arizona to specifically ask me about Late Model Live and even more specifically talk about our upcoming segment, Pay Attention. He told me, I love when you have your reporters on, he said, and you guys just sit and talk about the sport. That gentleman's name that stopped me was Ken from North Dakota. Ken, thank you very much. I agree with you, by the way. And we're going to do more of that this year. Really just myself and Kevin Kovac and Derek Kessinger and Todd Turner or Dustin Jarrett or Ben Shelton just talking about the sport for 8 to 10 minutes at a time. And it will likely come in the pay attention segment more often than not, especially as we get set to kick things off like Speed Weeks and have big events like that and Eldora and stuff like that. Another person also told me they prefer we did more ESPN-style shows, meaning talking heads or hot takes. And I don't think we want to morph quite into that, but you will see more discussion stuff, I guess you'll call it, on Dirt on Dirt this year. And we continue that tonight in, in Ken's honor from North Dakota as Todd Turner joins us for Pay Attention to Preview Speed Weeks. Georgia, Florida Speed Week starts on Friday, and our entire staff will be down south, including the godfather himself, Todd Turner, who joins me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Todd, I sort of roll back to look forward with my first question. Arizona has become so popular and so big in our sport right now that we get to see some of these guys earlier than we normally would or historically would on a little bit of a bigger stage but even with all that, Speed Week still does feel like the kickoff to this whole thing. It does to me. Doesn't it still to you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, we're, um, you know, even though Arizona is, uh, as you said, we get a little sneak peek into a little higher profile guys, uh, Speed Week is kind of all, always and forever the, the number one thing. I mean, it's the it's the – the first time we really feel like we're in the new year, you know, Arizona's still kind of, you know, I think you feel like for some guys, it feels like that's like the end of last season in some ways or speed weeks. Uh, it really, we, we kind of uh, see all these uh, new paint schemes. We see a mixture of new drivers and new teams. Uh, uh, we kind of get a, a fresh idea about what plans are, what drivers are going to be on each series, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's definitely uh it's definitely the kickoff for sure. Turn, do you notice Todd sort of went, it's Super Bowl week. Todd almost went Belichick with that first answer. Just yeah. like missed two words. He didn't, you know, he's not, he's busy. He doesn't have time for this. Are you, are you turning into Belichick, Todd, a little bit? Oh, does he make short answers? I'll, I'll see if I can lengthen them out here. <laughs> no, it was, it, it ended up being great. I was worried that you've been, you've, you were channeling Bill Belichick there for a second, Todd. So, uh, <laughs> top three or four storylines of speed weeks as you see them. It's funny, I always think in my mind, I kind of know what I'm looking for. Then I talk to you, and I'm like, yeah, Todd, Todd was right about that. So give me your top three or four storylines as you see them. I'm leaving sort of an open canvas. What, what are your top three or four? Well, I, I think the, the big one and most obvious one, and it's really the overall one, is, is looking at these new guys and new teams. Uh, we got Josh Richards with the, the Clint Boyer bunch. We got Chris Madden 
uh, going to Capital Race Cars uh, with the Bruning Bunch. Uh, we have Tanner English. Uh, we got to see him a little bit of East Alabama. We also got to see Brandon Overton in Arizona. We got Devin, Devin Moran, Dun Benson, uh, Daryl Lanigan back in his own car. Lots of guys in different cars and different teams in different situations. And it's just, you know, it, it just makes the most sense that that's who uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on. So I think the storyline will be all those together and then, uh, you know, the guys that do the best or, or maybe fare the worst among them, uh, seeing how they get started. Um, my second big storyline, and maybe this is the old guy in me, but uh, Billy Moyer <laughs> coming back to Speed Weeks uh, after a three-year absence and, and, you know, Speed Weeks is one of those things that makes you wonder, why would you ever quit? Because he won so much down there, even as late as uh, 2015, you know, winning three races there at East Bay. Uh, and he's on a two-race two winning streak at East Bay. So when he shows up there, he, you know, he's the presumptive favorite in three in a row, right? I, mean, um, I think that's cool that uh, he's going to be in uh, Todd Warong's car there. And uh, it'll be fun to see, see him back down there. Um, then the last thing, uh, I guess the last storyline I look at is uh, the, kind of the, the world of Outlaws lineup and how that's going to shake down. Of course, we have uh, Devin Moran and Tyler Erb, most uh, specifically kind of the, that young bunch that's been with the world of Outlaws, migrating to the Lucas Oil side. Uh, then, uh, you know, today we find out Dennis Erb is going from the Lucas Oil side to the, the world of Outlaws side. So a little bit of a, a trading of the herbs there, I guess, in some ways. <laughs> uh, but, but we also get to see all those guys and where, where they land on the series and who gets the good start on these series. Because uh, those national tours, you know, for better or worse, even though they both have, you know, 40 or 50 races after all this, uh, you know, the Speed Week stuff surely is the thing that uh, people see how if somebody got off to a good start or if they're thinking about uh, kicking around uh, staying with the series, they might not have, or switching series, whatever. I think all that stuff's kind of interesting down in Florida to watch. I like the Speed Week's groove that we're in right now. Golden Isles feels like the right way to sort of kick this thing off every year. Then you've got that brief stop at North Florida, sort of a, a Speed Week's throwback, a Jack's Tracks on the way kind of thing. East Bay, I kind of call the guts of Speed Weeks. You've got Screven for the late arrivers and that sort of different southeastern crew. Volusia, probably the most famous of the Speed Weeks tracks, and it's got that Daytona connection that makes it so tight. I like this rhythm. I like this groove. Am I right or am I wrong about that? Um, I think we've kind of settled into it, and I think when I looked back, I thought maybe we were in, the, in this uh, particular groove a little bit longer than we were. And then and then when I look back further, you know, you see like, oh, yeah, there was a year we went to we used to go to Putnam County for a while. Or, oh, right. they went to Jacksonville. Or, oh, uh, Okeechobee was having some, you know, lower profile races. W whatever it is, we certainly have gone through lots of uh, different, uh, uh, I guess, eras of, of speed weeks. Uh, and really, in some ways, you can look at, at this era and, and the way Volusia and East Bay have both have six races. It's kind of a golden era. I mean, it's not too long ago, or it is a long time ago, but if you look back, sometimes it would be a couple of races at each track or each phase, just have a couple of races and then a smattering of races at a couple of random tracks, uh, you know, here and there. And it wasn't it wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. Now, from, you know, top to bottom, we're, we're in the upper teens in races almost every year. And, and in that way, this is kind of the golden era of Speed Weeks. I mean, when you go down there and if you're really taking a vacation, you can 
you can uh, hustle around and see uh, racing at three or four or five different tracks, see a bunch of different drivers. So it, it, this, the schedule we have is nice. You know, a lot of people might complain about the discrepancies they conflict. So it's, it's not perfect for everybody, but uh, you certainly uh, can have your fill of racing if you go down. I mentioned it earlier in the show that you look at the statistics and starting speed weeks off right seems just important, at least to the title winners, particularly on the outlaw side, it seems important. Lucas's points chase had designed a little different, but do you have any cases at all of guys that were not very good down south, Todd, and then they went on to be okay? Offer hope to somebody who might stink it up in the next coming weeks that their season could still be okay, Todd. No, there's no hope at all. <laughs> if, you, if you don't win, if you don't win the first race, it's all over. Um, uh, in, in reality, in reality, you look back at most of the at least the champions, you know, tend to do pretty well at speed weeks. Maybe not stellar, but you know, they're not completely uh, doing poorly. I, I did dig up a couple of interesting ones. A uh, couple on the Lucas Oil side. Uh, you know, Blinkwitz has won Lucas Oil title uh, three times in three seasons, uh, but twice he's been winless at speed weights uh, during those. Uh, and then 2009, when he won the title, he just had four top five finish am- among 11 speed week starts overall, which is, you know, a little bit subpar for Blinkwitz, not the best. Uh, Jimmy Owens maybe even was worse in 2012. He comes to speed weights as the reigning Lucas Oil champion. Um, and as some of those guys do in the non-points races at East Bay, he sits out, uh, comes out for qualifying on Thursday night, and immediately slams into the wall. Uh, a little bit of a rough start for Owens in 2012. He had to go to the Strawberry Dash that night, didn't even get to run the feature, or I guess took a, had to take a provisional to start the feature. But uh, uh, a little rough start for him, from him. But he came back, eventually had a runner-up finish later in the week, and, and again went on to the, another Lucas Oil title. Um, on the World of Outlaws side, you look back at 2011, Rick Eckert, uh, he, he had a rough way to go. He, here's his first seven speed week starts. Uh, he had a DNS, didn't start at all, 10th, 21st, 23rd, 13th, oh, 24th, 17th. So you can imagine the Eckerd bunch back in 2011 was like wanting to head north. Uh, luckily, he, he, he finishes off speed weeks of Volusia with a couple of top five finishes. And then, of course, goes on uh, to win the World of Outlaws Championship. So, so it can be done. It doesn't all have to be peaches and uh, and strawberry shortcake down there. It can uh, things can uh, things can pick up even if you're not uh, great uh, that first week or two down there. You talked about Bloomquist a little bit. He's been known to show up late for Gold Miles. It's almost a tradition now that I get my cell phone ready at like 5:30 p.m. at the gate at Gold Miles to take a photo because Scott's going to be late. I'm going to put it on Twitter every year. But he goes out to Arizona, which has got to be 30 hours from Mooresburg. He's on time. He makes practice. He's pretty good all week. Does that mean he's going to be more ready for speed weeks than ever? Is he the favorite because Scott is now ready for speed weeks? He, he was probably so pumped in Arizona that he got his car right back on the highway, <laughs> uh, got on I-10 and headed uh, <laughs> headed east all the way to Florida. You know, maybe made the hauler chase mm. him. Or maybe not. But Bloomquist... Uh, uh, it, it couldn't it couldn't do anything but help that he's uh, that he's had uh, those you know five races under his belt or six races under his belt in Arizona um, and not you know I'm not going to be the guy that's going to predict what time Bloomquist is going to show up or what what Bloomquist is going to do about anything but uh, 
because you, you never know. But I, I think it's more likely that the, the team will be uh, tuned up and ready to go for Speed Weeks. I agree. Uh, your favorite Speed Weeks memories can be personal, can be professional, can be anything. You've been going a long time like Kevin Kovac has. Give me those favorite Todd Turner Speed Weeks memories, Toddler. These are good. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I, I have a lot of quirky little things. One of my <laughs> favorites, and I, I've told this before or wrote about this before uh, in our Unsolved Mysteries many years ago, was, and I, I'm still not clear exactly how this happened, except the, the announcer got the wrong information. But <laughs> I, I was going as a spectator sitting in the stands, and there's two Moyer cars on the track, and this is a Volusia's um, now, now gone second track which was then a dirt track and it's actually the very first night that they are racing at that track it's the three-eighths mile oval that's kind of behind where the the old uh, or the big uh, track we raced at where they park cars so now. we're all there right, right 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 so we're all there and here here we are we see two billy moyer 21s on the track well that's <laughs> that's interesting um well, the announcer's telling us one of them is Billy Moyer. Well, which makes sense. And he's telling us the other one is Jeff Purvis. Oh, God. Well, Jeff, Jeff Purvis and Billy Moyer's car, this is, I mean, this is crazy. So we're watching this, and, of course, it goes on. The Purvis car is fast, faster than the Moyer car. And sure enough, Pur- Purvis, here he comes. He wins. He wins the feature. And, of course, when he gets out in victory lane, it's, you know, to no real surprise, maybe, it's Billy Moyer. It's not <laughs> Jeff Purvis. Uh, Jeff Purvis wasn't even in the other car. Apparently, Shane Yoder was in the other car. He had bought one from, uh, from Moyer's bunch. So there were two Moyer cars. But Jeff Purvis, as far as I know, wasn't even on the ground. Uh, but somehow, that is so awesome. it's a little bit of a – you get those victory lanes when somebody yells who the winner is and then somebody else comes out. It's a little interesting. There is, uh, another one is also at that Volusia track uh, three years later. And, you know, this was an upset then, but I look back on it now and it seems crazy. But Steve Cornelius, uh, he, he, he's from Richmond, Kentucky there, uh, where Allie loves to go to the races at Richmond <laughs> Raceway, where he was, you know, probably kind of a mid-packer there. But he comes down to the speed weeks and uh, what ended up being the last race of the week, Saturday ended up raining out. On Friday night, his 27th birthday, Cornelius comes out there and leads the whole way and beats, I mean, this is, we're talking about Boggs and Moyer, all these guys are there, and he uh, he scores what clearly is the biggest victory of his career. I mean, just $3,000 back then, but uh, it was, uh, you know, it was it was definitely a shocker that night, but now when you look back through the, the Speed Week's list of winners, you know, Steve, uh, you're like, Steve Cornelius, who's, who's that? <laughs> I mean... Good guy, and I don't mean to disparage him. I mean, I'm sure he's just as surprised. He was about <laughs> as surprised as anybody else, let's be honest. But, uh, but you know, that's a great story. Uh, and then a more modern one uh, we have, uh, you know, for the Dirt on Dirt era, which was just a crazy week, was that 2009 at East Bay when Josh Richards and Terry Casey oh, yeah. were, were in every heat race together, every feature, and mostly were hitting each other one way or the <laughs> other, it seemed like. Uh, that was just a crazy week. And, of course, Richards also wins those three races in a row, uh, basically over a 24-hour stretch. And then those guys are battling up front in the finale uh, and get together. And, of course, Casey, uh, Casey's had it with Richards, and they get into it again. Um, Dennis Erb goes on to win the finale, but uh, but the whole week leaves everybody uh, remembering that crazy, crazy uh, 
uh, Josh Richards, Terry Casey battle. We could do, I could do three hours with you on that kind of stuff, Todd. I love it. Great stuff there. Last thing, unload that notebook for us. Nuggets, notes, give us everything you got, little tidbits before we get into Speed Weeks. I'm digging back through some older stuff. It's kind of fun to look at and see how that's, how this Speed Weeks kind of works out with it. Uh, one interesting thing, I saw the last 21 features at East Bay, the last 21 Speed Weeks features, um, Rockets or Longhorns have won all of them except for two races won by Scott Bloomquist, of course, in the in a sweet Bloomquist car. So, so Rockets and Longhorns are, are, are certainly tough to beat there at East Bay, and that's the that's the, if you're going to be uh, pick trying to pick your winners this year, you might uh, check out those cars. Um, then um, also uh, with Josh Richards sweeping last year's races at Golden Isles, that's the first time since 2010 that a Georgia driver has not won at least one of the races at Golden Isles. So look for a Georgia guy to be fast at Golden Isles. They typically are. Um, one of the World Outlaws rookies, uh, Kate Dillard, uh, we saw him win in Arizona, and I, I think a lot of people are probably excited to see how he does at Speed Weeks. Uh, he's trying to be the first Louisiana driver to win at Speed Weeks since way back in 1996. Uh when Kenny Merchant, uh, wow. the Rustin Rocket, uh, back then, he won at uh, Putnam County uh, near Palatka there. Uh, actually, the same night Moyer won at Volusia, interestingly, uh, the night uh, Merchant won. Um, and then um, another thing to look at uh, for the Volusia features, last year, non-World of Outlaws regulars won four of the five races. Uh, and that's the first year, the only year that more than one non-World of Outlaw regular has won at Volusia since 2014. So the World of Outlaws guys, you know, as you might expect, they tend to be to do well there at Volusia. They're, uh, in some cases, fresher than the, the guys that have gone to Gold Miles and East Bay, and they're also uh, more worried about the point. So so keep an eye on uh, those World of Outlaws guys, even, even though Lucas Oil heavy hitters will be there too. Todd, I mean, seriously, does the knowledge ball that you contain ever cease to amaze you? That's what I want to know. Do you ever trip yourself up with the amount of dirt late model knowledge that you have? I could just talk about the Speed Week's memories, you know, <laughs> the whole time. That would be good. I, you can have me and Steve Cornelius on, and we'll just chat about that night. I thought you said you whatever. could talk about the Speed Week's minute forever. Is what I thought you were gonna. That's <laughs> what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> Not That's as true. not as much there. Right. Twelve years of the Speed Weeks minute this year, Todd. Can you believe that? Hard to believe, isn't it? Um, That's a lot of minutes. It's almost a full day. It yeah. is. <laughs> God, don't make me do them. I think there's a line in Rent, the musical, where they add up the minutes. Don't don't make me do the minutes, Todd. Thank you so much. We'll see you at Gold Miles at the Days in Jekyll Island on Friday, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll see you down there. Turn, there is something about Speed Weeks where it creates lifelong memories. Do you remember where you were moments like that Casey, uh, Kate, Terry Casey and Josh Richards moment? I want to hear yours. Give me your top Speed Weeks memories at Dirt on Dirt. Hashtag Late Model Live at Dirt on Dirt. I want to hear them. Your top Speed Weeks memories. Tim McCready after the break. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live.
years of trying, Scott Lundquist, finally a Show Me 100 winner at Lucas Oil Speedway. The Rocket Tessie Dura Power Saturday dominates in Muskegon County. Tonight here at Tri-City Speedway, Brian Shirley wins in Alba turn number four. He's fourth of the season and sweeps the weekend. Brian Shirley wins in Bayon County. And now through turns three and four, it's going to be Scott Lundquist winning his eighth dirt late model three. I'll never forget where I was for that one. You can't talk about my most memorable Speed Weeks moments without talking about that one right there. Terry Casey and Josh Richards at East Bay in 2009 turned. That is a night I will never forget. The crowd eruption there that night. And as luck would have it, we're going to have them both back on the track together again this year. Terry was back in action in Arizona in that Eisenberg car, and he will be at East Bay as well. Now, turn, I'm not predicting those kinds of, of fireworks again. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's physically possible because for the first time in a long time, Casey and Richards will be on the track at the same time. We asked you before the break what your favorite Speed Weeks memories are and got some good ones. Turn, rattle off the first few. What are your favorite Speed Weeks memories? Got some good answers, Turn. You take a couple. All right, the first one from uh, Jack Perry. A personal memory, first visit to East Bay. My wife won a ride in the two-seater and let me take the ride. Dennis Herb Jr. and I and I were along for the ride of my life <laughs> when... Uh, when we got out, looked over and said, imagine that with 300 more horses and 20 more guys out there. And that's <laughs> Good wife, by the way, giving him yeah. the two-seater ride. I like that there. Uh, take the next one, too, for me. All right. Joel Back, I believe, here. The best is Golden Isle Speedway. I was in the camper shower as Frankie came, oh, came over the PA asking someone to return the safe that had been stolen overnight. Just say it. Funniest, Funniest shit, shit ever. ever. It yeah. was, I will never forget that as well. Frankie Lloyd coming over the PA. Someone stole my safe the next morning. A legendary moment in Dirt on Dirt Speed Week's history. I'll grab a couple here as well. John Osborne. I love this one. I don't know what it is, but it just absolutely speaks to me. My brother and I had a tradition in college. We'd skip Thursday classes, love that, get two large Geno's pizzas, two cases of beer, and drive high enough up a mountain in an old Ford F-150 to hear the twin 125s on the radio, beer, pizza, MRN, voices of the Eli Gold, of course, Hall, and D. Godfather Moody, of course, I mean, legend, and others. Just 
It just, I love that. Like this idea that he has with his brother that they did this. By the way, two cases of beer turn and two, two pizzas, yes. How drunk were these guys getting up on top of that mountain? <laughs> they were uh, staying up till, uh, till Sunday. I to know, the big I one. love that. Next up is uh, from Susan Dillow, our good friend. She says, going with my mom, dad, and siblings. Our parents took us out of school every year to go to East Bay and Volusia. I was one of the lucky kids. Hashtag Forever 83 for Fred. I love that. A lot of skipping school here. Have you noticed that for Speed Weeks? Yeah, for sure. Which I absolutely love. In turn, you take uh, this one as well. I mean, (laughs) needs no explanation. Uh, Bloomer last year in the convertible. I mean, uh, the new, actually the new world of outlaw series director, Casey Schumann, his wife, Brooke is the one that took this photo. A uh, little known fact there. I mean, wh- what more do you want turn? I mean, there's might as well be a bald Eagle in that car. America. It's so America. <laughs> uh, we got one more. Or no, uh, two more actually. What one at the end, uh... Gavin Landers, of course, going boat racing at East Bay back in 2012. I love that one as well. And the last one, Paul, two thousand. Okay. Paul, we got to have a talk, buddy. The question was favorite Speed Weeks memories. This is from Paul. He said, 2003, when I worked for Wendell Wallace and he passed down O'Neill on a rubbered up Summer Nationals track at Mount Vernon, I was there and won the last lap. What happened after was pretty cool, too. Of course, that was fisticuffs in the pit area. That was a Summer Nationals race, Paul. I asked for your favorite <laughs> Speed Weeks memory, and Paul gives us a Summer Nationals memory term. We have to work on reading comprehension a little bit with our folks. Just just a little bit. But I am pumped for uh, Summer Nationals as well. So And we'll get to those that. suites in June, yeah. okay? Yeah. Some of you may have noticed last week that our Top 25 poll made an earlier return than or normal by one week because of the rescheduled National 100. We actually launched our preseason poll last Tuesday. That poll carries uh, wait until after Speed Week's. With that also turned, we welcome Bill Stein Shocks as the new sponsor of the Top 25. It is officially now the Bill Stein Shocks Top 25. Bill Stein has come on in a major way this year. I want to thank them for their support and wish them good luck in their endeavors. Uh, again, thanks to Bill Stein for coming on board. Turn. Let's take a look at that official preseason Top 25 poll. You'll see on the right that is their ranking from 2018. So here's what I find interesting. The preseason poll of Shepard, Davenport, Owens, 1-2-3, it's exactly how they finished the last poll of last season. So people must think that those three are on to something. Is Brandon Shepard garnering most of the attention for the top 25? Eight first-place votes, J.D. and Owens, 2-3. and three. Uh, Bobby Pierce, Chris Madden, Josh Richards, Jimmy Owens, Mike Marler, Ricky Weiss, and Devin Moran in the top 10. Turn 11 through 20, Brandon Overton, Tim McCready, Tyler Erb, Earl Pearson Jr., Dale McDowell, Shirley, Hudson O'Neill, Shannon Babb, Don O'Neill, and Michael Page. And 21 through 25, Moyer, Lanigan, Clanton, uh, Dillard, of course, not ranked last year. I thought Dillard was good and uh, to get some votes, get a Wild West shootout win. And Billy Moyer Jr., 25 turn. I go back to 1 through okay. 10 on there, though, because I'm not so sure we weren't missing something there. Just bear with me for a second. Yes, I thought we were. Go back to one thing. It actually should be Shepard Davenport. Scott Bloomquist is number three. Ah, Scott my Bloom- mistake. Scott Bloomquist. Turn is in charge of the top 25. Yeah, well. So I just wanted to make sure. I'm reading through one through ten here, and I'm like, wait a minute. Well, I think we're missing somebody. Yep. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy is for sure on there Jimmy twice, Owens so. is Yes, Jimmy Owens is seventh. That Jimmy Owens in third one vote should be Scott Bloomquist third one vote. Turn, you had me you well, had me a little flummoxed. There. We'll just fire the graphics guy. The graphics guy needed to be fired a long time ago, quite honestly, yeah, probably. probably. So Scott Bloomquist, number three on there. As I was reading through my list, I wanted to make sure that I didn't uh, I wanted to make sure I had that right. Anyway, busy time around the dirt on dirt office. You might have seen I tweeted out earlier today that Tim McCready gave 
what I think one of the most comprehensive Speed Weeks preview and best interviews we've had on this show in a long time. We caught up with Timmy earlier today uh, just to talk everything from Speed Weeks to his season to life, uh, what it's like to be Tim McCready to the Chili Bowl. Check it out, our Speed Weeks preview with Tim McCready. Our own Kevin Kovac had a great line one time when he told me, when I think about Speed Weeks, I think about Tim McCready. Of course, Kevin might be a little biased. He was born and raised a Northeastern big block modified guy. So his Speed Weeks memories are filled with Barefoot Bob and actually playing catch in the Volusia parking lot with T-Mac himself. So like I said, he might be slightly biased. But I will say this about Kevin. I think of Tim McCready also when I think about this journey south for Speed Weeks. He's one of the few guys that goes all the way from Golden Isles all the way through Volusia and virtually attends every race along the way. And he really just seems to embrace the idea and the concept of Speed Weeks. T-Mac joins me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Tim, I know you're not an excitable guy from the perspective of you're not going to bounce all over the place and just tell me how pumped up you are for something like Speed Weeks and all of that. But do you still get a little bounce in your step at the start of a new season, particularly when Speed Week starts, does Tim McCready still have a little bit of childlike enjoyment, childlike bounce about heading south to Speed Weeks? Well, I mean, it's just like anything. Uh, you you come up where we live up here in the winter, and, <laughs> and, it, and it was a great winter so far. We had When I left to go to the Chili Bowl, we had no snow on the ground, and unfortunately my wife got to shovel, and there was two and a half foot and then like a 37-hour <laughs> uh, spot. So... You see all that happening, you come home and it's cold and we're trying to do our best not to work outside uh, and you see the calendar turn to late January and early February, you're like, let's look at this weather down in Florida because this is exciting. We're getting ready to go again and uh, I'm always excited to go really anywhere. So in, and anytime you can go south to be in that atmosphere, whether it's cold Nile, East Bay, Baba and Volusia, it's uh it's, it's time to go. I'm ready. Uh, I'm definitely excited. Your wife, Karen, in the snow at home. My wife, Amber, in the snow when I'm in Arizona at home. These these women really are too good for us. You know that, right? They they I cannot believe they put up with this. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's tough to kind of same deal like the way you do it and the way I've done it over the years. Uh, it's not easy to pack a whole family up and, and run them all over, whether it's an airport or a car right. and, and hotels. and oh, you, you, you just uh, you have to figure out what's best for for your family and everything. And then right now, uh, uh, without her, I don't know what to do. I got two great kids, and, and uh, she's a she's a great great person and a great wife. So what we do is is uh, we do the best we can. And unfortunately, uh, she has to shovel snow once in a while, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and and I wish she didn't, but uh, it's the way we're living. So like I said, hopefully uh, when I go out on the road and do do what I do. Uh, it's a different part of my life. It isn't my entire life. So it's, uh, it's what I focus on professionally to try to be as, as good as I possibly can. When I get home, we try to leave that stuff in the, in the background. I know it's hard, but we try to, to be, uh, other things other than just talking about going left all the time. Turn Karen and Amber, both stronger than us to turn because of their, they're shoveling snow all the time. I mean, McCready, sure. McCready and I are weak compared to those two. Obviously this season, Tim, isn't just the start of another, new year for you, but you've got the Bill Stein deal that you announced at PRI, the big unveiling you did there with Aaron Morey and those guys. They are heavily involved this year. You maybe have more, I'm going to say, support and assistance than you've had in the past with this team and this crew. Do you feel like you're going into 2019 and saying, okay, you know what? We've got the pieces to really go out and kill it this year. 
Um, I mean, it's just like anything. you got to temper your expectations. Uh, the Bill Stein deal is for us as a team is, is pretty cool just because uh, we've always had great assistance from every manufacturer I've ever worked with. I really would have to really sit down to find anything wrong with anybody I've ever worked with because uh, everybody always tries their best. No matter who you, you, who you line up with, they're always focused on winning and they're always trying to get better. For us as a team, for Coffee McCready Enterprises and the Sweeteners Plus, the whole deal with, with Longhorn, it's it's just amazing the, the, the where we can go with this. And right now we're in the building stages. It's not just racing. You're trying to collect some data and you're trying to give good feedback and, and let a company like Bill Stein do what they do best, which is look at their record. It doesn't matter what division they've decided to get into. They've been successful. And uh, if I can just feed off of that and point them in the right direction, I think that uh, the sky's the limit for our race team. But also... There's other companies out there that are working just as hard. We had a real successful run with, with Penske, and then I thank them for everything they did the last few years. So nobody's sleeping. It doesn't matter what shot company, what, <laughs> what rear end company, what race car you, you, you focus with, engine builder. Uh, that's the beauty of our sport. It's, it's ever-changing, and uh, you, better, uh, you better be ready for it. And you better be prepared, and you better work hard. And Hopefully it goes your way. There's no guarantees, but uh, I like what's going on right now. It might not bear fruit in two or three weeks, but uh, hopefully in a few months, uh, it'll all go in a direction that we're like, wow, we really have uh, done a good thing here. I want to go track by track with you and give you, let you give some words on each place and how they race and what you think of each and everything like that. Because like I said, you're one of the few guys, you might not do every race, but you're going to kind of pop up at every place. Uh, let's start at Gold Miles. Just general Tim McCready thoughts on Gold Miles, what you expect, what it's like, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, Gold Nile's a nice little place. I'll tell you what, it's it's, it's crazy because that place has changed in the last decade a lot. Uh, I never went down when it was oiled up just for the mere fact is I just didn't see a point uh, personally. Like, we had some late mile cars, and I thought, why would we go down there where you can't pass? And maybe they got to draw chalk, uh, paint the racetrack <laughs> to see where you're supposed to actually run. I just, you, I don't run pavement. So, uh, and, and that was just kind of why we didn't go. And then, and then when they changed it up, we started going and, and had some success there, but that place is tough. And uh, now I'll tell you what, uh, we went there and tested and, and it was, in my opinion, uh, well, it's definitely the smoothest track I've been on in probably five years uh, or anywhere in the country. Cause it was uh, the, the way they did the prep and, and it, and it was, I think it's going to race really good. They're talking about making, making the infield move back in like it was two years ago. And in my opinion, it just adds to the racing. If we can get the track wider where you don't have to hang so wide, before you turn left, you can't cover both lanes. So if it's wider on entry, a guy's going to just slide you or you're going to get a run on the outside on somebody and it makes the racing better. I say that knowing that Josh Richards turned last last year and won, so it's kind of hard to prove it. But <laughs> I think the rest of us out there were realizing that we couldn't really pass that easy. I know Josh made it look easy, but he, he, he's sometimes on another level than places. So uh, I like Gold Nile. Like, I, I think they've done a great job of promoting their track and, and – um, it's a, it's a race everybody should go to. The track's been awesome the last probably three years we've gone down there, so I'm excited. I know you're probably not going to North Florida this year, but give me a little bit on North Florida, a place that you had a hell of an accident one night that I was there for, a hell of a wreck there in turn one. Just quick, quick tidbit on North Florida. North Florida's good. I mean, the, the guys try really hard. He's a, a very nice guy when I, when I met him, uh, the promoter down there. And, uh, they opened you up. They didn't lock the pit gate one of the biggest probably pet peeves i have is like you you got to travel all over the country and work on these race cars and you drive 
all hours of the night to get there at five in the morning and the gates locked up and they decide to open it up at three in the afternoon <laughs> and you can't get any work done. And, and, and I know that they want to make sure they get their pit passes, but also it's, it's tough when you're, when you're traveling like we do to have nowhere to work. And so he had the place opened up and he treated us really well. I mean, my, uh, my reference there isn't really good. I don't think I finished either time I went there, but um, <laughs> it, it's just like anything. If you're going for a place, it's going to be maybe not the Volusia talent or the East Bay or Golden Isle talent or even Screvin. And I don't mean it in a bad way. It's just, it's tough when you're going to run that many days in a row and you only have one day that you might have off. Plus it is a Super Bowl, So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We're, we're probably looking at going to the Super Bowl or not to the Super Bowl, but obviously going to watch it and relax with the guys and, build up our team camaraderie a little bit uh so it's probably not a race we'll attend but it, it'll have a lighter feel but it'll be it'll be good guys if you just want to go somewhere different where you can try anything you want that, that's probably the place to do it at there's no pressure let's keep going how about east bay a place where a, a mixed bag for tim mccready over the years i'd say give us your thoughts on east bay as we head into 2019 i tell you what i like east bay now i, I know like if you look at last year we were really bad there every night uh, and, and it was a shame that we were that bad uh but I, I like the way it races. I, I like the fact that it slows down a little bit and it, and it kind of cleans up where you don't have to run in one lane. You can kind of maneuver around a little bit and then you can really work on some driving techniques as a driver. I'll be honest with you, these cars don't handle the greatest there, and that's not a bad thing because I think what you see when the features happen, you see guys coming and going based off the fact that their car starts to handle really bad. Either they can't adapt or the car doesn't let the driver do what he really wants to do. And then you'll see some guys that can kind of, when the speed slows down to the, I'd say high 17s or whatever, it gets to 16 second bracket that it's some great racing. So I love East Bay. I always have, um, it's, it's one of those deals, man. It's a frustrating place. And then it's also an exhilarating place when you're good. Uh, I give credit to the guys that are successful every day when you're down there. I don't know if I've ever had a week where we were successful every night and, um, so we're still striving to do that, and uh, that's that's why we'll, that's why I'll leave East Bay. It's uh, it's great and bad, and happy and sad all at the same time. You go from East Bay to Bubba's for a one night show on that Sunday. What about Bubba Raceway Park? I always like Bubba's. I mean, really, it's, it's I'm not trying to be a broken record and say. I guess it's just I like the fact of speed weeks. Maybe if we came back down in July, I might not like this place <laughs> so much. But I, I like getting out and going to Florida, and I've been doing it since I was a little kid and, and doing it since I became a racer. And and to go to Bubba's, and, and just it, it's quick. I mean, it's a one-day show, and we've tried extra events there with the Outlaws, and, we, and that was successful. And, and it's just trying to fit them all in. But Bubba does a great job. He's going to have a track that – his best ability is going to be prepped the way hopefully leads to racing over the years. They've learned that when it slows down a little bit, we get racier. I mean, I think all these tracks are starting to learn. I'm not saying we want dusty and slow and putt around quarter throttle, but if you can get it where we're not fully wide open all the time, we can do a lot more racing and passing. Uh, Bubba has been good at that. So going in there for a quick race before you get to Volusia, it's, it'll be fun. It's, I love it. I really like his place. I like them all. <laughs> We're going to finish up, though. We're going to finish strong here because you're going to be giving us hell- hellacious descriptions on these places, which I love. Uh, last two, Volusia, a place I know means a lot to you. Uh, just general Volusia thoughts. Yeah, Volusia is, is no secret. That's probably been my favorite. It's it's probably been the my favorite out of the tracks all over the country. Uh, the speed is amazing there, like the sheer speed. If you, if you really want to see how fast cars go and you've got time to stop over and see a, a sprint race there, before, if you're a fan, before you get to 
to go watch us. It's truly amazing how fast all these cars, no matter what division they are, get around that place. And the beauty of that is, is that, man, when you hit it right with track prep and it, same old deal, it, it, it might be zingy and hot laps and track record speed, and then all of a sudden it slows a second or two. It gets so wide, and, and uh, I just love racing there. I always have, and the atmosphere in Volusia is second to none. I mean, it's got people popping in the ace you haven't seen in 20 years or 10 years that are all of a sudden car chiefs or crew chiefs on cup cars or maybe uh, Max Pappas is walking around and he's, <laughs> he's a, you know, an Indy car guy. It's just amazing to see because it's the hub of what's going on. Nothing else is happening in the racing world except for Daytona and all of us surrounding it, whether it's Newsom or not and everything else. And uh, I love the vibe, man. It builds every day. You get by Thursday and Friday night, it's, it's pretty wild to see how many people there are just anybody that could walk in the pit area it uh, makes it exciting for me last one a bonus one screvin i know you won't be there this year obviously you're chasing the lucas title you'll be at east bay but give you give us some screvin thoughts red griffin and his facility up there in georgia yeah, they do a great job red red really works hard uh, i know people talk about the food a lot from what i understand <laughs> i don't really get to eat it that much I, i'm not a guy that eats a lot during race day i get a little nervous and even at my age and been doing it a while it's still unsettling as the racing gets closer for me to want to just go eat a, a low uh, low boil or whatever they call some of that <laughs> stuff up there. But it, uh, the track's fine. I mean, I, I watch a lot of races, obviously, on, your, on Dirt on Dirt uh, when they have races there. And it seems to me they've made the track better and better where you're not kind of running around the middle to the bottom. You're kind of maneuvering all over the place. And you're going you're gonna to have great racing, really, in all these places. Uh, it's crazy and I don't mean it as a slate towards other divisions or anything, but uh, Bill Sleeper from Pro Bar told me probably two years ago we were at some place, I can't even remember, where the conditions were just downright awful. And he was like, you know, it doesn't really matter. The sad thing is, is that no matter how bad they give it to you guys, you guys, all of you, whether you're the B-main cars up through the guys that win, seem to put on some sort of a show. And unfortunately, that's why you probably run into these conditions. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy thing, man, that uh, – like I said, Screvin used to be tough to pass on and tough to race on, and now he's changed that track a little bit. And I'm going to watch, obviously, two races from there, and I'm sure they're going to be exciting shows. So it's uh, the beauty of Florida is, is you can pick your poison on no matter what you want to do, and that's that's what makes the whole uh, you know the Winter Nationals and everything for me to go down there. And, I want to race. It's turn, amazing. Turn, I hope people appreciate That's some serious inside baseball stuff Tim McCready just gave them on every single racetrack there. Timmy, I appreciate that. I do want to be Volusia-specific for a second. Your first real exposure to late models probably kind of came at Volusia with your dad. You'd go to those big block races, and the late models would be there. What are your earliest memories of the guys, the names, and the drivers at Volusia? Do you have, you know, was it, was it Billy Moyer? Was it a Steve Francis? What names and memories do you have from Volusia as a kid, kind of getting your first late model exposure to those guys? Well, I, I still remember, God, it was so long ago, and I, I never used to sit in the pits. I was always in the stands when I was younger. Uh, and, and I remember Donnie Moran. I don't, he, he sticks out in my mind as uh, he was always fast. He might not have won every race, but he was exciting and fast. And, and then as I got to know more, obviously, uh, you start seeing some of the, the, the Moyers, you know, obviously Billy was winning so much down there and, and Freddie Smith and, and all them guys that, uh, they were just iconic race cars. I, I see these cars in stock car racing and, in uh, the Gator, which was our local paper for the New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio area and the area auto. And all these guys were in there every week. And, um, to finally see them up front, cause the cars were just so loud and just fast. <laughs> and, uh, 
It, it, it was cool. I mean, it really, in my opinion, back then, because I was, didn't really do a lot of sprint car races, so that was like, oh, wow, look at these guys. These guys are here, and look what they're racing for in 1981, and uh, and look what they're doing, and how many cars. It, just, it, it was a cool vibe. I mean, and then to, to see, like, obviously, my dad would go out, and he had some success in pollution, just the modifieds were with it, and I don't know. It's just it's just the whole deal in Florida is just amazing. Whether you're going to Daytona or whether you're going to, like I said, New Smyrna or wherever you decide that you want to put your put your roots down to go watch, uh, you got it all. And I think that's why everybody kind of likes it. It's it's got anything you really want, in my opinion, out of dirt racing. And um, you know, you need to go check it out. Everybody needs to go because mm-hmm. we need to hopefully get it keep it thriving because it's been a lot of fun for me for 20 years. And that's a perfect segue to my next question. You struggled at East Bay and Ocala last year. Then you get a rain out on Tuesday night at Volusia, and you go to the Ocean Deck. Now, for those that don't know, one of Daytona's finest establishments is the Ocean Deck. It's this bar out on the water, et cetera, et cetera. You win the next night. You literally told Kevin Kovac you credited the Ocean Deck for the victory, sort of clearing your mind a little bit. But that is part of the lure of Speed Weeks, isn't it? Getting to go do things like the Ocean Deck or fill in the blank with whatever it is. Uh, you don't have to go on and on and do an ad for the Ocean Deck, but that is part of the Speed Weeks experience, isn't it? Stuff like that, where you bounce back the next night and got to win, T-Mac. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, we went to Evan at Lloyd's on the Monday because we were so broke up from Ocala. And actually, we only took one car to Ocala and left our other one over in his shop. And uh, it was two days of hard work. And, you know, how things go in, in life and in sports, it's like some days you just feel down and out. You're, you're working, you're working, and there's no end in sight if uh, you're not even prepared to go to Volusia. That's why we didn't go. And then we were still a little behind Tuesday, and, and it just, I think, when we were pulling in the pits at Volusia, they were, there was cars going the other way. So I kind of knew something was up, and uh, I think everybody was like, all right, now's the time we can actually check into a, our hotel down there that we didn't even go to the first night and uh, and see what we got. And, and um, you, you need that in life. Right? You need that at anything. Just being in that same uh, thing over and over again, for me personally, without uh, any sign of sunlight, sometimes it feels like that you got to, you got to get away, and, and and I think we got it hooked up with Vic and the modified guys that were there, and it just it was just nice. And then the next day, things worked out. <laughs> like I said, the modified really worked out, so it was a, it was an amazing week down there last year. I'm going to phrase this next question um, kind of funny, the way I'm going to phrase it. So just bear with me. What's uh, it's it's somewhat on purpose, I guess I should say, the way I'm phrasing this, and it's just this simple: How hard is it going to be to win a Lucas Oil Championship this year? Lay that out for me. How difficult is it going to be to win a Lucas title? Well, I think when you first start out, like you're sitting here now and you're, you're looking at just stuff on paper, rosters, race teams, uh, funding, you're like, well, this is impossible. This isn't even <laughs> going to happen because if you, you think about it, it's a crapshoot anyways. It's a terrible odds. It's one out of probably 15. Really, it's one out of 20 at the beginning, and then all of a sudden it bears down. And, and then when you get behind, it's, like it's always, I've always said, we left Florida last year. We were sixth or seventh in points, and pretty far out of it. Is I was like, it's not that you can't win a point title, but to sit there and think that the six cars in front of you are all of a sudden going to have issues, that's where you know that it's it's pretty well tough. And so for us to sit here and say, oh yeah, we're we're all over this point deal, and it's a guarantee. I mean, it's not, but I know this. Uh, the two years ago when we were up front, we were kind of in the same boat. Nobody really expected probably anything out of us and they probably never do so what i do is i go out there and i try to win every race i mean my mo hasn't changed from the beginning uh 
I love championships, and I'd like to have more. But I know this: uh, we're stood on the stage at Eldora, and I've stood on the stage at the Topless, and I've stood on the stage at many of these big races. And I'll tell you what: I wouldn't trade any of that for for a championship in, in the world, personally. So you know, we'll go into it and do our best. You and I have grown somewhat close over the years, I'd like to say. As much as a, a driver and a media member can grow close. I think you and, you and I text. We know each other pretty well. And one thing I, that I know about you is that you are, and you've said it, when I've interviewed you, you're an emotional guy. It's not hard to pick up on how Tim McCready is feeling after a race just by talking to you and looking at you. And I'm the same way when you talk to me about my business. As you get older, is that emotion still there for you you and i have talked about it sometimes when you're you very seriously thought about walking away from this sport because it can be a grind on a family like you mentioned in the beginning on a race team and it can be a grind on you personally is that emotion though and that talk of walking away does that get a little bit easier the older you get or is it just different now and you kind of manage that emotion a little bit better timmy just talk to me about that if you could well i mean me personally i've got some people i've grown close to that that are either outside of racing and, and some that are obviously straight in it that I talk to probably every other day or every day on the phone, whether it's my father and, and things like that. And they just, you know, after years of listening to people tell you, boy, you look like you're miserable today. You can <laughs> see it in your face. And then maybe it's just the way I stare or the way I just talk. I really am not miserable all the time. <laughs> I know that some people think that I really have a good time and I laugh a lot. And, uh, but when we get to that track, man, uh, if you're not going to, put it all in there and i know that people maybe there's other people in the industry who say well he doesn't work that hard or well this well they're all wrong because i put as much effort into this as, as anybody and and i really truly believe that circumstances shouldn't always dictate how you run i mean it's no secret that we've had a lot of money behind us at times and we've had no money behind us at times and up here with with coffee and the 3d enterprises and, and the beauty of it all is it's not perfect, but it's we always seem to find success no matter how our cards are dealt, and I'm real proud of that. And so if you're going to walk up to me after five nights at East Bay and talk to me about how many provisionals I took, I'm probably not going to listen to you. <laughs> I really want to talk to you very well, and I might say something that might get me in trouble because, like, just like anything in life, I mean, I, unfortunately, that's the way the rules are wrote, and if I earn them, I'm going to use them. So if I have to use them, and if you're going to see me on a good night, I'm going to be excited and, and all that. I guess to sum it up, like my wife has told me, she can just tell, like, when I walk through the door whether it's been a good day or a bad day. And I, I thought I was good at masking and stuff like that, but I, I obviously am not. But what, I, I don't know how else to be. <laughs> what I want to know is what asshole asked you the provisional question at East Bay? It wasn't Ben Shelton, was it? I'll punch him right in the face, McCready. If it yeah. was. Is that it's who never it was? anybody you would expect. People just, unfortunately, in the world, man, uh, I hate to clue everybody in on this, but the world's not fair. And,
We, we took six provisionals at East Bay to figure out how to win a Volusia. We took it. Let's finish this up. Last question, Timmy. Two-part question. Number one, I want, I want some predictions for Speed Weeks from you. First one, a prediction for your team. And then secondly, put your Tony Romo hat on for a second. This dude's just out there calling plays. Give me your Tony Romo and make a general Speed Weeks prediction, something not about your team. These can be, these can be quick. One about the McCready team and give me one about Speed Weeks. Go ahead and go. Uh, I mean, for us, uh, I just want to be competitive. That's what I'm predicting. We're looking to get – I know that we're not going to go out and set the pole every night. We we never have. And But if I can get this kind of balance where we're, we have a shot, I'm hoping to be in the mix every night. If you're in the mix every night, you'll get your wins. And uh, I think that's what – I'm looking for consistency, and that, that's that's what I'm shooting for. And that's what I'm hoping I predict for our team. Okay, that's and your team. What about the our, overall speed weeks? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's tough. I mean, you go with looking at the record books, and there's four guys that seem to win all the races every year. It's, if you're going to get in some sort of betting thing with your buddies or anything, you know, it's hard to bet against Josh Richards. It's hard to bet against Scott Lindquist, and it's just hard to bet against the guys that win down there all the time. I don't. I, I heard uh, Billy Moyer might run a little bit. If he does, it's hard. How do you bet against them? Every time you count them guys out, they always win. So, uh I guess what you're looking at is is more of the same. I don't think you're going to see a guy go down there that nobody's ever heard of that's going to just start knocking wins down. So right. it's uh, it's just the way it is. I know we went a little long, man, but that stuff was excellent. I'm going to tell everybody on Twitter and Facebook, check this interview out. It was very comprehensive. Speed Weeks 2019 starts this Friday as the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt season rolls off at Gold Miles. Tim McCready thinks it could be a big year for him, and I think – he could be as right, could be right as well. T Mac, good luck, man. I know a lot of people in your corner pulling from you, especially from the Northeast and all over the United States. We went 25 minutes. I know Vic's got to get you back to work. Tell him thank you for uh, letting me have you for a little bit, buddy. And we'll see you on Friday, at Gold Miles. Anytime, man. Thanks. There is no turns turned this week, but I'm excited about diving into the social media world with our own Ali Collis. You're gonna want to stick around for this after the break. She is pumped, turned, and I am too. Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live back after this. Probably the best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. All the holes we can hit, they never break. It ain't like they just help the big teams, they help everybody. You know, I'm extremely happy and don't ever look at having nothing else on my car. Your champion is Jimmy Owens here in Knoxville. Mark Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin.
stay green into one. Shepard second. Davenport third final lap. Here comes Shepard. Shepard down to the outside. Shepard swings to the outside into turn number three. This could be it. Moran is trapped behind a car and a turn four down the straightaway. Who's it going to be? At the line. Oh, no. Uh, I still, I don't know why, but that's one of my favorite calls of the year. Opening <laughs> night at East Bay. Oh, no. Brandon Shepard and Devin Moran photo finished, denying Devin still his first win at East Bay. By the way, turn. I think he's going to get one this year. Moran finally will get an East Bay victory. It's going to happen. Speed Week's just around the corner. By the way, I forgot how great East Bay was last year. Watching that opening in this, East Bay, Al Varnador and the gang had that thing good last year. It was almost all six nights it was good, so kudos to them. People ask me all the time, turn, about my Speed Week's car count prediction what I think it'll hover around. So I thought the hell with it. Let's throw up a list of drivers I think will enter an event at each track. These are my rough estimates on what I think a car count will look like. 40 at Golden Isles, 16 at North Florida, East Bay 47 creeping up on that six-heat format of 48, 32 at Bubba, 31 at Screven, and 45, 46 at Volusia. I found an extra one today in there. So that's what I think car counts are going to be roughly like. We will see how close I get. When Speed Weeks is over, I referenced it on the first show of the year back in January that Turn's Turn would not be on the show every week. So much going on in the world of Turn, yep. my little boy Turn, uh, that we just needed to give him a break a little bit. We'd be introducing some new segments, and that starts tonight. Our own Allie Collis really makes her debut on Late Model Live tonight. I'm always teasing Allie. This is how this started. I'm always teasing her about her tweets. Uh, let me roll out a few of those. When we get together as a group, I will read Allie's tweets out loud. So here's here's an example of one. Have I enjoyed student teaching? Yes. Was I pumped when I saw school was already canceled for tomorrow? Also, yes. That was an Allie Callis tweet uh, from earlier today. Uh, how about this one, Turn? You loved this one, I Turn, this from one. a week ago. I can watch Grey's Anatomy all day, but your girl's stomach can barely handle the D-Day scene from Saving Private Ryan. So there's, I don't know what it is. Something about her tweets are so organic and innocent. I just absolutely love them. Allie has been our longtime social media handler at Dirt on Dirt, so I wanted to dive into the world of Dirt Late Model social media with her. So it goes basically like this. She picks out some social media posts from the Dirt Late Model world. We toss them on screen, and I let her review them basically and tell me why each one of those spoke to her. So here we go, the first segment of Allie's World. <laughs> Turn the open is my favorite thing Tim Truex has ever done. It is so girly, the open. I just absolutely love it. I want Derek's to look like that for lock of the week. For sure. Yeah. Allie Collis is now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Holland. Allie, you can unmute your phone now. Turn, we had to do a whole tech support thing before the show started. <laughs> she didn't know if, it, if she muted her phone, she thought she couldn't hear me. Allie, are you there? I'm here. Okay. She hates everything about Thank this. Thank for sharing that everybody. <laughs> All right, Allie, you wanted it. You got it. Take us through it. What is hot in the world of Dirt Late Model Facebook and Twitter and Instagram? You're just going to go along with Turn and throw these up, and you and I are going to go back and forth. What's your first one, Allie? My first tweet is from Mike Maresca, and this one is from the Wild West Shootout. <laughs> okay. And he, and he tweeted, if you did not make the main... Please don't cover the back of your car and the wheel. <laughs> so you like that when he's basically telling people, hey, you weren't good enough to, to not share speed secrets, right, is what he's telling people there? I love it. It's right. the truth. <laughs> All right. I love it. What else you got? 
the next one came across my personal Twitter page, and it's pictures of Smoky Mountains uh, tearing down their wall. And someone tweeted, um, Smoky Mountain Speedway is graciously donating their wall <laughs> to send to the border, America. So this one's topical, right? They're Not to get into politics, but this one's a little, it's, it's in the news. Is this what you like about this one? Yes, it's so funny, so relevant. And look at that saw, by the way. That guy's cutting, Allie. I am so not a man enough to, to maintain that saw that guy's using in that picture. Yeah, I feel like okay. your, your family, though, Allie, would own a saw like that, yes? Oh, yeah, my brothers will be jumping right now. <laughs> I knew sure. it. All right, what else? Uh, the next one is not late model related. It's from Kevin Swindell, and he tweeted at Christopher Bell, Hi, bud, it's raining in the building, so they postpone <laughs> till Sunday. Hope you can make it. Go have a nice dinner and rest up. No need to swing by the expo. And this is from the Chili Bowl. So basically, Christopher Bell, who wins the Chili Bowl every year now, Swindell is trying to trick him in not, into not coming. Am I reading this? Am I reading this right? That's how I took it. I've seen four midget races in my lifetime, and Christopher Bell has won three of them. <laughs> and the, the other one, he wasn't actually in. So I don't think. By the way, Christopher Bell did show up, turn and did win the Chili Bowl again on yes, the last yeah, lap this that year. That did happen. Uh, as, as Eddie Carrier Jr. called you, Alice Collins. What else you got, Alice? <laughs> uh, let's see. This one's from Nick Hoffman, and it says, I just had a black cat run across the road right in front of me, locked up the brakes to miss it. Only a week before I leave for Florida, I'm screwed. <laughs> uh, some bad luck in the Hoffman camp, he's predicting. I like that. Uh, one more, two more. How many you got? Let's see. There's one from Eddie Carrier Jr. It says, need a driver for Speed Week? I know a guy. Eddie loves you. He got your name wrong. He called you Alice Collins one time. But uh, can you can you play agent for him, Allie, and maybe get him hooked up with a driver or no? I mean, he's won at East Bay before, so somebody give Eddie a ride. <laughs> Is that the last one or no? We got two more. Two I more. I love it. What else we got, two Allie? More. Okay, so this was actually like a thread between <laughs> Dustin and you and Josh King. So Dustin tweeted, up next, a trip to Paradise Speedway in Maui on Saturday, March 2nd. This will be career track number 243 and racing state number 48. And you tweeted at him, you're fired, a good run, <laughs> thanks for the memories. And Josh King, promoter at Ford Speedway, Tweeted at both of you all, don't worry, it'll write out. There's a lot going on in this tweet, Allie. And to me, the reason I like this one is because, listen, I love racing as much as anybody. I have also been to Hawaii. Never in a million years would I go to a dirt track race in Hawaii. I'm in Hawaii, okay? Is Dustin, let me ask you this, Allie, is Dustin a lunatic for going to a dirt track race in Hawaii, yes or no? I mean, if I was going to Hawaii, I probably wouldn't go to the race. <laughs> okay. And I think Josh has a very dry sense of humor. Uh, he's been bit by rain a lot lately. You like that sort of tongue-in-cheek response from Josh there. That's the best part of the whole thing. It rained so much last year. Don't agree with Josh. Last one, what do you got? The last one is from Kevin Rumley, and he actually tweeted, it's, I guess it's like a little card that's got Jonathan Davenport's picture on it. And it says, the Fast 49 was winning races before 15, but for some reason it took a while for the industry to take him serious. And what makes it funny is that somebody's actually drawn <laughs> on his face or his picture. So, uh, I like that. I tell you what, Allie, I think we've got a permanent home with this segment. I'm very much enjoying this. But I do get to read two of your tweets every time before, correct? You would agree with that. That has to happen every week. 
I'm never tweeting again. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> and you're not going to be able to contain it. You'll watch some show tonight. By the way, how'd you like the open that Tim did for you? I love it. <laughs> love it. Was it too girly or no? It was perfect. <laughs> All right, Alice Collins. We appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple weeks, okay? I'll see you all later. All right. Bye, Allie. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> that was a good turn. Yeah, she hung I like up, it. She hung up on us, but other than that, it was fine. Uh, Suave is yet to wear the tattoo, by the way. It's still tucked away in the dirt-on-dirt dirt vault. We're going to take it to Florida. Tampa's an interesting town. We're going to see what happens down there. He did start 0-1 after his Wild West shootout where he said, no one will win the bonus. Bobby Pierce won the first three races. Uh, Speed Week's edition of Suave's Lock. What do we got? Swam's Lock of the Week. Like Michael Rigsby has always said, the Wild West Shootout is like the spring training for racing. Therefore, my lock doesn't count for my record. Either way, I got three locks dialed in for Speed Weeks. Let's get this party started. For the 13th straight year, Scott Bloomquist will win at least one Speed Weeks race. Black Sunshine is going to keep that streak alive and continue his speed week success. My second pick is that Brandon Shepard will have the most speed weeks victories out of any driver. It's simple. Sheppy and the house car team is always prepared for speed weeks, and this year will be no exception. And my final lock, book it right now. We'll have under two and a half rainouts for the entire speed weeks. Let's go, Mother Nature. Don't let me down i cannot wait for georgia florida and i can't wait to beat turn this year and that's suave's lock of the week <laughs> oh and one he can't wait he's oh and one <laughs> by the way how about he's not trying to count his miss in arizona yeah, by the sweet. way turn i absolutely love that a lot of chances though by the way pretty easy layups he went with there during speed week scott wins a race every year not yeah. not that difficult Five to go on the other side of the break is turn. There's a decent amount of racing during speed weeks this year. By that, I mean not just speed weeks, but other races. We'll cover that when we get back. And Billy Moyer is dressed up like Elvis. All of that after the break. quality second to none number two their service is outstanding and number three they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time they supply rings to the best racers in motorsports all levels Year after year, Rocket Chassis sells more late models than any other builder. Rocket has the largest stock of OEM parts in the late model industry, enough to keep you on track and not waiting weeks or months for your parts. Rocket is also the leader in repair service. With two jigs and an expert crew, Rocket can clip and repair faster than any other chassis builder. And with an experienced staff and a house car team on the road, their information and technology keeps them ahead of the competition. Rocket wins more prolifically than anyone, from crates and supers to weekly, regional or national, it doesn't matter. This is the winning team. Order your new Rocket XR1 today and find yourself in victory lane. And they're both closing in on T-Mac. 
So it could be three cars under a blanket. Here comes Daryl Lanigan to the outside. Three cars down the back stretch for the checkered. Into turn number three and four. McCready in the middle. Lanigan way up on the cushion. Moyer down on the bottom. Off the turn. It's McCready with the win. Oh, Lanigan gets second. Moyer takes third. Who will be the star of Speed Weeks this year? Who's going to be the guy everyone is talking about when it's over? New guy? Old guy? Veteran? Young guy? Who is the guy, turn when everything is done? I've hit on it a few times. It's no secret, the better that you start the season, and by that I mean Speed Weeks, the better your season will go. But I wanted to lock that in statistically. I had a couple of graphics made up for that. Uh, just take a look at the world of Outlaws. Outlaws first or Lucas first? Turns the Outlaws first. I think it's first, Outlaws right? first. So yep. Look at this. Since 2004, the, and the, the incarnation, the reincarnation of the Outlaws, the post-Speed Weeks World of Outlaw points leader has gone on to win the championship eight times. Look at that. 04, 05, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So at one point, one, two, three, four, five, six years in a row that it had happened. You left Speed Weeks. Last year it didn't. They shuffled their points a little bit and only – uh, didn't weight Volusia as heavy. Mike Marler didn't lead and ended up winning the championship. So moral of the story is be better during speed weeks. Lucas Oil, their point structure is meant to be a little more dramatic. I kind of like that. It shakes it up a little bit more. Only since 2005, the post-speed weeks Lucas Oil points leader has gone on to win the title only four times. Bloomquist and Owens in 10 and 11, but it has happened back-to-back years. Richards in 17 Davenport last year in 18. Obviously, there's some differences in the number of races counted for points during speed weeks by the two series. Lucas has never counted every race. Uh, The Outlaws changed everything a little bit last year, but I wanted you guys to kind of see that, that no friggin' rocket science. The better you start, the more likely you are to go on and win a championship. Speaking of finishing strong, five to go. Here we go. Number five, I said earlier, lots of really good racing, not just at Speed Weeks, but during Speed Weeks. Let's start this weekend. Saturday night, Gold Mile is not the only late model event happening in Georgia as Boyd Speedway will run for 3,000 a win. It will be interesting to see who makes the trip to this race. What of those Chattanooga and Knoxville area guys go to Boyd's? When I think Chattanooga, I, of course, think the Chattanooga Flash, one of the greatest to ever do it, RJ5, Ronnie Johnson. He's obviously not going to Speed Weeks. I think he goes to Boyd's and wins 3K. Turney also might show up when hot laps are over. That's how cool Ronnie Johnson is. <laughs> Number four, shaping up to be a big season at Duck River Raceway Park, and it starts in February, February 16th to be exact. Another 3,000 to win. I see that Tanner English and that Randy Weaver team, boy, that car looks good, by the way, are doing Golden Isles in East Bay. Tanner told me they, they're going to go to Volusia, likely, and see how it goes, but they're likely headed back to Duck River for the finale, which is the same night as Volusia's finale. If that's the case, Tanner's a no-brainer at Duck River. I say he goes to Wheel, Tennessee, and gets a win at Ducktona. Number three, a track that keeps popping up on my radar screen, Fort Payne Motor Speedway in Alabama. Look at this old Southern Nationals video from uh, 2008 or nine, I think. Uh, starting to schedule a few more big races, and after Speed Weeks, they've got a 3,500 to win on February 24th. We'll have coverage of that race. In turn, it's almost unfair to pick a post-Speed Weeks winner this far out. A lot can happen, but the name Sam Seawright keeps coming to me. Take it for what it's worth, Sam Seawright at Fort Payne. Number two, we will not have a show before the Tuckasee Toilet Bowl Classic at Clarksville, so we will discuss now. March 1st and 2nd at William Scoggins' Red Clay Tennessee Racetrack. Two separate shows, 3,000 and 5,000 to win. Here's the thing about the toilet bowl. It could be 62 and sunny. It could be 31 and raining. None of us have any idea. Just know that when it's over, someone sitting on a shitter turn 
Too, oh too much? I'll take a split decision. Ryan Unzicker in one. Dennis Herb Jr. announced today will run the World of Outlaws in the other. Herb and Unzicker for the two wins at the Shitter Bowl. Toilet Bowl. Number one a day after the Toilet Bowl gets over, if you're so inclined. Head south to Cherokee Speedway for March Madness on Sunday, March 3rd. Late Model Live returns on Tuesday, March 5th. Likely, likely, uh, may have a, a movement there on that for the first post-Speed Week show. So much of this event, March Madness, is based on who tore up what after Speed Weeks. You can have 35 cars with heavy hitters. You can have 24 cars, depending on who has what left from Volusia. Either way, Cherokee is one of those tracks that oozes tradition. So have you not gone, go once. March Madness, 12,000 to win on March 5th. I like Big Sexy Brandon Overton to get the win at that one. That was five to go. Turn, I want to wrap up this very busy Speed Week show. Very busy schedule for us from Speed Weeks. What do we have? All kinds of stuff. We have Lucas Oil from Golden Isle, East Bay. <laughs> Bubba, you like that? <laughs> I did, I did. World of Outlaws at Screven and Volusia, both live. Don't forget to uh, get your fast pass yep. so you get those. Yep. Cabin Fever at Boyd's, UMP at North Florida, which is uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and Unsanctioned at Duck River. Highlights and a reaction from all of those races at DirtOnDirt.com. And as Turn mentioned, the Fast Pass, don't forget Screven will be live there. The new course, though, that Morton Buildings logo looking nice for the Outlaws. Uh, Morton Buildings World of Outlaw Late Model Series. Screven you can watch live and Turn flip it over. Volusia for our seventh year in a row, Turn. Seven! God, I'm getting old. Seven year in a row we will be live from Volusia, and like Turn said, 39 bucks. Watch all eight of those races for 39 bucks. but don't forget, we've got Lucas Oil coverage. That championship hunt is going to be wild as well. Big time here at DirtOnDirt.com. I got a big, look, I didn't even get to my notes section, Turn, I was so busy. Big notes section here. Billy Moyer was in Australia. Check out this piece of video from Deb at AccuForce, good friends of ours. Look how cool this town is, by the way. And you're like, okay, here comes this badass car rolling up, throwing the wrong side of the road turn, but that's how they do it in Australia. Some guy dressed as a uh, Billy Moyer dressed as Elvis in Australia, and then he just takes off. I absolutely <laughs> love that piece of video. Uh, something else I love. So Ryan Blaney gets a bobblehead done for him in honor of his Roval victory last year. Turn, throw this up to commemorate the Blaney Roval victory. Last September, I created this bobblehead by Bell's Bobbles. Turn, um, that's Scott Bloomquist, right? Like, For sure. Look at this sure. bobblehead. It is a thousand percent Scott Bloomquist. I, I, no disrespect to anybody. I don't know that Bell's Bobbles know what Scott Bloomquist looks like, but that's him. He did a Scott Bloomquist bobblehead. I don't know if he knows that or not. We need to just put uh, his his blue suit on there. Oh, we'll God, be, I, I would it, love it. There you go. Some things I'm excited about. Ross Bales in the Barry Wright house car. I think him and Barry will be a good pairing. Stan Lester is going to promote Volunteer in a partnership with the Lovins. Good luck to Stan. Obviously, Volunteer, a legendary racetrack. By the way, turn off. you saw last week, there was a Jalopnik article going around. Jalopnik, a very popular website. Did you see this, Turner? I no. did, actually. I read it, It yeah. was a movie review about that movie with John Travolta and Shania Twain coming out. Andrew P. Collins was the author. He used it. He this was the phrase he used. He called late models not very high tech. Now I went back to look at the article today. He has since come back and corrected it because he got pounded by not just dirt late model fans, but anybody that knows anything about race cars knows we may not be F one, but these cars are scientific, technical, and take a lot of work. So kudos to Andrew for correcting his original mistake in the Jalopnik article. Um, I like that. Speed Week's coverage. I, I told you one lap, one beer with Derek Kessinger. You're going to see that during Speed Weeks. It's a segment you are not going to want to miss. It's a driver and him walking around a racetrack, cracking a beer, and just talking for five minutes. Uh, Speed Weeks Daily with Dustin Jarrett, his daily Speed Week spin. That'll be every morning at 8 a.m. And, Turn, I mentioned the March 5th 
Uh, Late Model Live up in the air. Dirt on Dirt is moving. Not a lot of people know that we are moving to a different location. We will have a new studio. It will affect our post-Speed Week schedule a little bit. We'll keep you posted on how much as time gets closer, uh, but Dirt on Dirt is moving. Dirt on Dirt covered its first Speed Weeks, by the way, back in 2008. And you may remember that was the year Gold Niles ran its 10 shows for 10000 to win each. I think they got seven in. Remember also that year, those events started on January 23rd, way early. We started a phrase that year, and I still use it to this day, wall-to-wall coverage. DirtOnDirt.com is your home for wall-to-wall Speed Weeks coverage, and I still mean it 11 years later, 12 Speed Weeks later, we still mean it. It still means a lot to me. Speed Weeks is so important to me and the staff, and not just because I get to go The fact that I want you, and I mean that, I want you as the subscriber to have an awesome experience with us along the way. Sit at home and follow and check our live updates and photos and watch the live coverage we have. And, 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 you know, my staff and us, we bleed dirt late model racing. We are those people in the industry. There's so many other websites and so many other places for great information, but we are the ones that bleed dirt late model racing. We are dirt late model racing to the bone. It's a term that Tony Izzo Jr. and I talk about all the time. So know that as our staff heads south again. We care only about dirt late model racing. Turn that, throw that graphic up one more time. All of this will be available during Georgia and Florida Speed Weeks coverage on DirtOnDirt.com. Everything, everything you see listed there will be on the website. From Michael Reiners, Derek Kessinger, and everybody at DirtOnDirt.com, I am Michael Rigsby. It's minus 35 out. Let's head south to Georgia. We'll see you this week from Gold Miles. The Lucas season kicks off on Friday.